So, welcome to my first podcast. What an honor! (laughs) This is Preeti Tana. I don't have a name for the podcast. So, maybe we can think of one during the first one. Okay. What things excite you? What things make you happiest? Hanging with my friends in Nashville. Uh, You know, it, it truly is simple. It is good friends, good food, inspiration, you know. Figuring out the next thing, beauty, photography, travel. It's all of those things. That's a very inspired life. <laughs> That's, well, if we're not living an inspired life, what are we doing? What should, be, 99% should that be the name? <laughs> of the rest of the world is doing? Getting by? Is that the name of our podcast? What? Inspired life. No, I think that's a little, no offense to anyone out there, but it's a little played. I don't want, I don't know. It's what is the thing that inspires you? What's behind the inspiration? Like, and I don't want to put words in your mouth. Um, please do. You know, for some people it's, uh, pursuit of the bliss or, or happiness chaser or, you know, it's a little different for everyone, right? Yes. So it is truly, I remember um, when I was working before, I'm working now, but when I was working before, before I took my hiatus or sabbatical, I would always go on vacation and we'll talk about that vacation okay. in a second, but I would mm-hmm. always go on vacation and I would come back and I used to think to myself, okay, that was this experience on a scale of one to 10. That was a 15. That was a 15. The sabbatical or the any trip I trip. took, any okay. travel trip I took, you know, I'd leave work and I'd go and I'd go have this experience, whether it was, you know, in Istanbul or whether it was in Croatia, wherever I went, and I would come back and think, this is odd because that experience was a 15 while my daily experience is like a three. A three? Yeah. You know, at the time. I mean, taking a shower is probably a four. Fair. No, okay, so it was a five, right? But no, no, keep it where it was. I'm just that's shocking. Well, it's I didn't realize it well. Was that I think the important thing is the discrepancy right. of that experience, Absolutely. right? So I would think, okay, how am I? I can't live my life with this like 15 experience every twice a year, you Certainly. know, or three times a year, and then come back and live the three experience, right? And sure. even during the threes, occasionally I went up to six or seven, but I never got to. Like a 15 if I were doing my daily thing. Wow. So you thought there has to be more to it than all of this. Yeah. Outside of my two weeks of vacation every year. Sure. I mean, I also grew up in a pretty conservative uh, family where it was there. It was very prescriptive on what happiness, you know, how to attain, quote, happiness mm-hmm. and quote, right? mm-hmm. um, if I studied really hard, which I didn't, if I didn't talk to boys, which I did. If I went to school, I did go to school. If I graduated, if I studied a major that was interesting or not the arts, if I got a job and I was very smart, then I would find a suitable husband. Was finding the husband the key to happiness that you were told? I don't think my parents or maybe, you know, I think this is true of a lot of first generation Indians who grew up with me. I don't think our parents necessarily understood um, happiness because it wasn't tangible. Right. And of course, it depends on where your parents grew up and how they grew up and what they were exposed to. But my parents certainly grew up, you know, trying to trying to get through the day. Right. Survival. Survival. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. So they had no other formula 
they certainly didn't live in the time where we live and you and I both know oh, speaking of what can I introduce my guest? Oh it's like that's we're what just I am? we're just chatting. <laughs> no one knows who you are. Oh. Who am I? Who are you? Who that's are a you? Good question. <laughs> my given you? name is Danaka Perry. Danaka Perry. I go by Dee Dee. Dee Dee. It it rolls off the tongue much easier and it was all that my brother and I could pronounce when we were babies, and it stuck. Mm-hmm. And to this day, it's the name of intimacy for me. So the people that I love the most call me Didi. Professionally and all of that stuff, Danaka. Danaka. Miss Perry, if you're nasty. Dee, <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't you think it's... So why don't we talk about how we met before we get into all of the life stuff? I mean... Ooh. Honestly, I feel there are many ways to answer that question because I feel I knew you before. But in this existence. No, we we will talk about (laughs) soul connections and, you know, bumping up against people in this life that you've bumped up in against before uh, in in another podcast. Okay. But let's focus on this life. The here and now. The here and now. All right. Or circa 2014. Okay. Um. Isn't it amazing? I just, I'm only now reflecting on this. Mm-hmm. We both were in like shit storms <laughs> <laughs> at the time that we met. Yeah. Like yeah. things were unraveling and, and seemed so unclear. Sure. But had they not come apart, this, this would not wouldn't have happened. happened. Yeah. I think take note, listeners. Yo, that could J- have been your title. This <laughs> wouldn't have happened. It, it should because I do have many of those stories. This wouldn't have happened. Okay, that that's maybe we'll put out a little. It's context. a thought. It's a thought. But uh, you know, I remember sitting. There's actually a basis. There's a foundational way we met, which was we both were interested in this thing called masala bungra. Yes. Right. Shout out to Serena. Serena for Jane that. Mm-hmm. created masala bungra almost 20 years ago, and it's a fitness class. A little bit of Bhangra, a little bit of Bollywood. And you were taking classes? Yes. And I was taking classes in New York City. But, but never, not, not the that, same class. Right, not so the I've same class. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would take classes with Serena and occasionally came across Michaela, who uh, would teach as well. And you were taking classes with Michaela? Yes. Okay. So sometime around 2013... Uh, I remember after Masala Bunga class, I was with two of my friends, Claudia and Ritu, and we were having brunch. And I, I remember this so distinctly because it was one of those moments that forever changed the path of my life where she looked up from her phone and said, oh, hey, Michaela's having a, a retreat in Bali next year, um, April 1st through the 12th. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that's a big birthday for me. Mm-hmm. And... In that moment, there was no hesitation. We were all like, let's go. And it was, I think it it really was 11, if not 13 months prior to the trip. Wow. So we, we signed up for this trip. And even during that time, and I didn't know Michaela really well either. I mean, mm-hmm. she had, but, but Claudia and Rita knew, Rita knew her well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we. I remember the countdown to this trip, and it's like, oh, I'm going to go celebrate my birthday in Bali. And I I felt super excited about it. But to your point earlier, it was kind of a crazy time in my life. For sure. What's going on? I had been working at a corporate firm and lost my job. And 
was taking Masala Bhangra up until that time. And I remember telling Michaela, this is the only place where I get any sort of affirmation in my entire week. And so even, you know, on the nights where I'd be tired, it was on Wednesday nights at the Y, I would still go because I'm like, it's going to be such positive energy and it's going to be such a wonderful release and community and yeah. of love that I can count on right? because I am not getting it in these trenches out here yeah. in this corporate experience. So lose my job, don't know what in the world I'm going to do, trying to figure out how I'm going to get it together. And she had said just at the end of a class, yeah, you guys, I'm doing a trip because I'm doing this bare feet thing and it's going to be great. And we're going to Bali and you should come. Didi, you should totally come. Mm. And Really, without hesitation, it was just like, well, I got the time. I sure don't got the money, but okay, I'll go. Right. And really didn't think too much about it yeah. and committed to it pretty early on. Mm -hmm. And so throughout the year um, leading up to it, I just decided to stick with the decision, even <gasps> though on many levels it did not make sense. But I figured... Just do it because at this point I had gone on a big trip that was life changing. I had decided to start a whole different career path and start to try to make a shoe company. And oh my God, I remember the shoe company. Yes. And so going to Bali just seemed like another risk that seemed right and so different and, and from what no hesitation. None. 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 It was almost like the decision had been made for yeah. me already. Yeah. Well, and it might have been. Am I, you know, so, but I didn't know anybody else who was going on the trip. I didn't know any of you guys. I didn't know who else was, you know, in Michaela's classes. I just figured, well, I'll just go and it'll be an adventure. I barely packed for that trip. I, I didn't do any preparation. I just figured, okay, I got to get the ticket. I got to show up at this time. And off we go. And I remember I had arrived like the day before all of you guys, um, just for flight reasons. Yeah. So I actually spent a night at another hotel and then came to the place where we all stayed yeah. and you all showed up. Right. And I'm like, well, I don't know who these people are going to be. <laughs> What's it going to be like? This just adventure in this magical place. I remember the moment we met. I remember that moment too. Cause you looked me dead in the eyes and I was like, Oh, she's attentive. She's awake. <laughs> Well, you know, we had a little bit of a different like leading up to that moment that we all met in Bali because I remember Michaela sending out the email and she sends out this email, right? And mm -hmm. she's like, hey, guys, you know, get ready. You need all these things. And I read every name on the every name on the the two. And I'm like, I don't know who these people are. Like, who's this dude? Guy? Like, I had no <laughs> idea what was going on. So we get to the airport. And uh, again, it was like a countdown with me and Claudia and Rithu and Rithu and I are flying one airline, right? Mm -hmm. And Claudia and I get get to the airport together and I'm like, I'm gonna drop her off at her at her spot and right. then I'm gonna move over to meet you, Rithu. So we get to Cla so Claudia and I get there and we have a glass of wine and you know, like the obligatory Facebook post goes up of on our way to Bali. And I remember leaving her, telling her I'm going to we'll see you in Hong Kong. And I go meet Rithu at the other uh, terminal mm -hmm. and Rithu and I are like about to get on the plane and we get this text where Claudia says, I can't get on the plane 
because Claudia at the time had a Venezuelan passport and that oh. passport needed a visa for Bali. And that rule had just changed. Oh my gosh. So our start off of the trip was really, we lost <laughs> Claudia in wow. this exchange and we spent all the entire time, you know, getting to Hong Kong. And then we got into Hong Kong and we were desperately trying to get her on the next flight and the right. next plane. So, um, but what, what I do remember once we got over that, because what was it? 18 hours later, right. <laughs> you know, right. we, we get to the airport in Bali and, um, Michaela's there. And I think Celine was there and a couple other people were there. Mm -hmm. And I just remember the light in the airport. Mm. And I had this feeling, I, I was like, this feels like it's happened before. Wow. I, and I remember every single thing of that moment when we first got together. Oh you know, I, I remember some dude staring at me and I was like, this guy's being weird, but it ended up being doozer. Like I didn't, <laughs> I, didn't I, I, you know, I didn't know what was going on, but I remember getting up to Floating Leaf and all, you know, their staff was there and you're right. like, it's on now. All the drama. We had to let go of Claudia. We had to let go of this entire thing and just sort of be in the moment. And what an extraordinary <laughs> beginning to a series of many magical moments. 30 minutes later, we've now explained how you and I have met. Yes. But it was great to relive that. It was. Yeah. Thank so, you for letting me go back down that journey. <laughs> sure. So now, so you know, the, the Bali trip for me was like this pivotal moment, you know, of being with a group of people that I didn't really know. Rithu was with me. And quite honestly, Rithu and I had not spent that t sort of time together either. Right. So it was, it was, you know, once we got over Claudia not being there, it was a great way for her and I con to connect. But, um, you know, it was a perfect, harmonious, incredible trip. Yes. And I remember my birthday. I just thought there is no way I can ever beat this Bali birthday. And I don't think I have, right? I don't think I have. It was that extraordinary. I mean, not everybody can be in the middle of paradise <laughs> when they're, you know, celebrating their, their next year, but it was spectacular. I, I still remember the dessert. Oh, from your birthday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and how did we all get there? Michaela. Michaela. Guys, let me introduce Michaela. She just, how, how many years have you been doing this podcast? It is like super pro. <laughs> what? <laughs> I've well, been sitting in the control room like, oh, I can listen to them speak all day long. <laughs> well, you should listen from the beginning because basically, Paul, we will. Dee Dee and I were sitting here and I was just like, <laughs> you know, I was like, uh, are you guys ready? <laughs> no, he walked in the house and he had this shitting grin on his face. And I was like, are they super excited? He goes, they are so excited. <laughs> well, we, <laughs> so he goes, it's running. They're recording. <laughs> I didn't know that it was this. I thought it's basically like go in there and speak into a microphone. So no, when he dude. started setting this up. I was like, oh, okay. This is legit. Yeah. So we had a few, oh, cool. few, uh, conversations with Paul. Good. Mostly about how, Giddy I am to be on a microphone. And, and then that we just Paul is magic. And that Michaela is magic. No, Paul is. But this is how things come to fruition. I'm sitting in there listening to you guys. This is awesome. You got to keep doing it. All right. Well, we'll so send you the, we'll send you the track and then you'll, then we'll figure it out. <clears throat> so I said to Paul, so what you just send me the file and then that becomes a podcast. And he said, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's like, Jokers. I could put it on a tape. You can edit it. A little different. <laughs> we could do it with the tape, but that's going to take a longer time. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. We were just talking about how we met. Didn't right, I was listening. Yeah. And then, you know, we talked about Masala Bangra mm-hmm. and you and how it was sort of serendipitous. But how, so that trip was when I realized that I wasn't necessarily living the life mm. that was bringing me the greatest joy. Oh, just a disclaimer. I had a, I have a really good life and I had a really good life back then, but it was a prescriptive life. Someone else had told me what the script was and I went and said, these are the things that I have to do. Even in that, I had some extraordinary experiences and that all led me to meet you guys. So there was nothing bad about it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, mm, there's something missing. Mm-hmm. May you add a little bit of color and context. What do you mean? What were you doing? Oh, I was at the time uh, that you went to Bali working. Why don't you guys start a podcast? We can keep going. Continue that. (laughs) All I have to say is I love the banter between the two. We, I was working at a big media company, corporate America. The knowledge I have about myself and about that time period is so vast compared to when in the moment, but I felt as though. Uh, you know, I wasn't doing the right thing. I was doing the right thing at the moment, which because that thing led me to other things that allowed me to be flexible in life and do a bunch of other things. But I was very much not thinking I was good enough. And mm-hmm. so I felt as though I went into work every day and had to prove my worth. And when you're in a cycle of proving your worth, mm-hmm. um, it's it's not authentic, right? It's when you're in the cycle of proving your worth, when you're in the cycle of like, I have to be a certain way and I have to say a certain thing, that is what was exhausting me. The work itself was kind of cool. And in fact, not a lot of people had done what I did at that company, mm. but I was so in my head, like, you know, th- you know, my boss doesn't think I'm good enough or, you know, mm. so I think, I think at the time though, I was doing my thing. I was living, going to work every day and... Collecting a paycheck. Collecting a paycheck. And, Which by and, a lot of people's standards, you've made it. Sure. Yeah. No, I mean, if I, I remember when I left that job, it took my parents seven months to actually admit to strangers that I wasn't working, you know, because they would say, mm. oh, this is my daughter. She works at X, Y, and Z. Right. And it's like, really? That's, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm much more than whatever that I, you know, Ooh. Oh, this is first podcast. Miss that? Yeah. Um, so I was, I was working. I was living the dream. I was living in New York City. I was independent. I could take care of myself. I was going on vacations and had a lot of good friends and doing the masala bunger thing and performing. It was, from the outside, it was, it's pretty groovy. And it was groovy. I just felt a little piece of my heart wasn't there. You know, like sometimes I'd watch, it would be like I was watching the movie of my life and I'd be like, hmm. It's almost like a recipe where you think, oh, I almost have it. Mm. There's just one little thing missing and you don't know what it is, you know, and it's probably some random spice that you can't get. So that's, that's what I was doing. So did you find the spice in Bali? Well, um, I found that I could probably create a different recipe that would far exceed the original one with the missing spice. a whole different dish. An entirely different dish totally different totally different and that was because i was around people that were doing things differently 
Like Michaela. Like Michaela. You know, like every, you know, like Michaela, like Ryan, like all of us actually making a choice to spend 12 days in Bali. Right. Right. That is, right. that is a type of person. Yes. There's not a lot of people that would be like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Especially ones who just lost their job, Dee Dee. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, I had opened my eyes to just a, a whole different dish, a different reality that did not revolve around following that prescripted life. Because right. I did the things too. I went to school. I worked hard. I passed the bar exam. I got a corporate job. And by somebody else's standards, okay, you... You're set. You're just keep it chugging along and you'll be fine. We should say but there's actually nothing dying. wrong with that. Nothing wrong there's with it. There's nothing. If it, but if it doesn't satisfy right. the true call, right. then on some levels it's a distraction. I have a question. Yes. Do you think that the universe or God or whatever your belief system is, is sort of like... Mm. That Dee Dee and that Preeti and that Michaela, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. So I'm going to, they're not going to do it. So I'm going to do it for them. I will answer that by making reference to one of my spiritual aunties, Madam Oprah. <laughs> she says <laughs> that fair, fair. when whatever you want to call it has something for you, first the message will come. It's just a soft little whisper. You right. know, you really ought to try podcasting. <laughs> but it's so easy to ignore amongst I all like the other, <laughs> you know, all the other voices that you are influenced by. Yeah. But the message never goes away. Then it gets stronger. If you don't listen to the whisper, then you get like a tap on yeah. the shoulder. And you can also shake that off and dismiss it as something else. And if you don't take this tap on the shoulder, then it becomes a shove. But even that you can ignore. But somehow it's going to get your attention. And usually the last resort is the brick that's thrown at your head. Like getting fired. And it comes with pain. <laughs> but that's oftentimes what it takes to get your attention. This is the only thing about podcasts that are sort of not, not that great is I wish people could see the way you <laughs> animated that entire story my hands are flailing yeah you know my head she did my do hand. the brick on the head right thing. all of that yeah but i think there's something to that and i for all the time that i had been watching michaela really evolve from this incredible did i tell you this i thought that you actually were indian when i first started <laughs> taking classes <laughs> because she was that extraordinary i had seen bollywood movies before and i was like she has the technique down yeah no i, I just thought you were really fair-skinned really? like, like really <laughs> and and you know <laughs> but, all of this light and fire inside of her and feeling at the same time week after week going to those classes feeling the affirmation and the excitement like man my life could never be this kind of cool i just you know i'm stuck i am stuck i have all these bills and i'm getting this salary and i so many people would think I'm an idiot to walk away from it. But I knew that I was in the wrong place my second day on my job. Seven years later. Yeah. So, so you yeah. know what? We should probably do a separate podcast on intuition because oh. I can't tell you how many times, especially now, that I'm like, breathe it, really? You knew. I mean... <sighs> Don't get upset about it because you knew before it happened. Oops, sorry. 
We keep we keep hitting them. <laughs> We're amateurs, so we keep hitting the microphones off the table. But this is the thing. Dorothy got those ruby slippers in like the first 10 minutes of the movie, right? It goes in the color. She could have gotten home, but she had to go through the adventure to realize the power that was with her all along. But the adventure brought her the relationships. It brought her the self-awareness. It brought her the disillusionment with the thing that she thought she was chasing all along. And really, it was just her own two feet. I feel like we should end the podcast. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what else to say after that, Michaela. That was you're right, though. You're right. But I don't think a lot of people like think about the moments right before Bali for both of us. Think about the moments where the pain is so intense or what we perceive to be intense. Right. I mean, I I mean, Dorothy had a few moments of that as well. Right. So we can look back and look at that story and say, well, if she didn't go through that adventure. But what about for when you're in the moment? You go to Bali. Make a friend. (laughs) Make a friend. Yeah. Make a friend who is willing to meet you on the journey and is okay not knowing where you're going to end up and just appreciates you and will love you through it. And then they become a part of the adventure. Yeah. That's how I got through it. You guys is how I get, you guys are how I'm still getting through it. You know, I'm in the shit storm right now, but. Well, look, the shit storms don't end, right? They, they, you just weather them with different equipment and you weather them easier because you know that it's just a passing storm. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it's just when you're younger, you're like, oh my, this is never, I can't, I have no idea how I'm going to get through this. Yep. You know, I used to read those ma- those self magazines in print, and the the last page would have uh, some celebrity woman, and they would ask her all these questions like, "What's in your bag?" and "What's your favorite?" Co-? you know, whatever. And I remember reading one where someone said, um, "You know, I wish I had the wisdom I have now." At tw- like, I don't want to go. I think the question was, "Would you ever want to be twenty again?" And she said, "I abs- would not." While the physical part of it, that's all great. But the wisdom I have now of how the world works and what I'm doing is, you know, priceless. I would never want to go back. And I remember reading that thinking, that's not true. <laughs> because who wouldn't want to be 20 again? And I would not want to be 20 again. Look at you. I do want my 20-year-old body. But I do not want to be 20 again. Why not? It Life is so much better when you're not pushing the, you know, big rock up the hill or when you're not, I'm sure I have several analogies that I can't think of at the moment, but when you're not swimming upstream, when you just are super okay with who you are and what you represent and the choices you've made, when you can be authentic, when you can make choices like, I don't want to hang out with that person anymore. Mm. Sorry to everyone who I've made that choice about in the past three months, but you know what I mean? Don't name names. I won't, yeah. Um, That's what I think is the grooviness of it. Like, you move with ease. It's almost as if um, it's like the feeling you have after a massage or the feeling I had after I went, quite honestly, to Pac-Man. Who is Pac-Man? Pac-Man? I know, but... For the people who don't know. We keep bringing back to Bali. I almost think we should do a day-by-day playback of Bali, but not today. Uh, when we were in Bali, our host 
recommended to go see a healer. And of course, we all wanted to see the healer from Eat, Eat Pray, Pray, Pray Love. Love. Right. What was his name? Does anyone remember? Doesn't matter. Oh, I, we all wanted to see him. And right. they were like, you know right. what? He's pretty popular now. So we'll take you to go see this guy named Pacman. I thought it was Pac-Man when <laughs> Michaela had told us about it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll just go with it. This just reminds me how Michaela had an agenda. And we we're like, actually, can we do these four things <laughs> right. instead of what you've planned for the past eight months on a piece of paper? But it all worked oh, out. Thank you. Um, yes. Yeah, so Pac-Man, we went to go see Pac-Man and he's a healer, right? A traditional Balinese healer, which is sort of sensing where you have stuck energy and clearing it. And so we all got a one minute sort of healing third eye eye type of thing. Yeah. And I was like, I have to go back. You know, I mean, I will do those things continuously because, um, and I remember when I went back while we were still on the trip in Bali. I remember. So you guys all went to the rice paddies and had that amazing day in the morning in the rice paddies. And then Chantal and I went back to Pacman for like a private session. Got it. Probably half an hour each or something. And uh, remember his wife would translate for him. Yes. Yeah. So that was, so, you know, it would be, you know, Chantel was off in the garden somewhere and they had a beautiful home. Beautiful. Remember the waterfall in the middle or with a little fountain. Yeah. And, you know, so it would be his wife who was from, I think she was in London, right? British. British, yeah. The wife and Pac-Man. So he would speak and then she would translate. And, you know, he said, you you trust too easily. And he made some analogy to, you know, um, th- you may look at a flower, you may look at something and think it's so beautiful, but it's actually poisonous. So you go towards it and you think, this is so great and I'm going to bring it into my home and whatever. And then you, with, you know, it's one day that you don't even know you accidentally touch a leaf and that's it. So you have to be really careful about who you allow into your space and into your life. Um, and, and, you know, he, he did have some health related things that he picked up on, you know, go see this person for this. I mm-hmm. think this. And then he did a very intensive healing session um, and I, I fell asleep. I, I don't really know what was happening, but he was saying things and there was incense and oil and whatever. Uh, but the point, I remember getting up and meeting you and I had never felt as free. It, at, at that particular moment in my life, the feeling was as if I could run fast a hundred miles and fly off a cliff and soar. That was, uh, it was so intensely beautiful, that feeling. Um, and so do I feel that way every day now? But it is pretty similar to there is nothing holding me back, right? There's nothing that feels like it's weighing me down. And again, we have, we all have problems and issues and certainly I've gone through cycles of things, but that there's that fundamental difference. I didn't have when I was 20. When I was 20, I thought, you know, there's no way, man, I can't even walk a mile. And uh, even though everyone else is flying, I'm not going to be able to do it because I can't or I'm this, I'm that. So that, that's what I mean. Like to me at 20, it was always like, I got to do all these things, man. And I have to get married and I have to have kids. And if I don't do those things, I am royally fucked. Like I am going to be in trouble 
and I am not going to be able to have anything that I want. And how do you feel right now? About that? I, I think that... Not about that. Just how do you feel right now? Right now, we're in Nashville with some of my favorite people, and we're doing this podcast. I feel fucking groovy. I, I don't feel any of that. I feel as though I was really, really lucky and have a tremendous amount of gratitude because I, I, I believe I wouldn't have figured out who I was this deeply. And I still have a long way to go if I had gotten married and had those kids. I think that that would have, um, you know, and maybe it's sort of a makes myself feel better to say that. But I think I think I would have woken up one day and felt extremely claustrophobic and extremely anxious about the fact that I hadn't lived a life that I wanted to live. And at that point, probably wouldn't make, wouldn't been able to make some of the decisions I've made in the past couple of years. But generally speaking, like generally I feel, I feel like I can do anything, right? I may be lazy. I am lazy and I may get tired and I may make decisions that require me to make some income, but I do not feel as though there's anything holding me back. That is a level of freedom that most people are, craving and most folks i know never get anywhere near touching so do you think they would get anywhere if they tried sure but the courage to give it a try is lacking especially in a system that says that the pursuit of money is the most important thing or things or a wedding ring or money's important survival is important but there are many ways to survive, aren't there? Didi. Yeah. How do you feel? I don't want to use the F word. <laughs> I've dropped it a hundred times. I did. Was there a I, podcasting rule against that? Does that have to be edited? <laughs> You're not allowed to use slang or is cuss words? <laughs> I feel. Oh, really? <laughs> I feel electrified in this moment. Yeah. I feel hopeful. I feel at peace. I thank you for that. I'm looking at Michaela. Michaela, jump in. You know, no, I'm, I'm enjoying this. We uh, we keep looking at Michaela. Right. And she she does have her headsets on, but she's just sort of hanging out, not giving us. She's not answering. Well, she gets to be the audience. The audience. For a change, I know. So, but it's funny because we're like, and and we're looking over at her. Nothing. Nothing. This is spectacular. But what makes that? What makes it? Feeling this good. Yeah. The people that I love. And just giving it a shot. Yeah. We were eating grits like an hour ago. They were good. They were amazing grits. Michaela made the slam and cheese grits. (laughs) Did I know that we were going to be sitting here doing this? No. But, but you know what? That's the thing that Bali taught people. me too, right? That's the thing. You, what you're feeling is a moment and it could totally change the next moment. It could change. You could decide to change it. Michaela, after that awesome breakfast, could look at her wonderful husband and be like, hey, Paul, set them up with the podcast. And the, you know, like it just, you just never know. You never know. I know. This is great. This is it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Michaela. 
Thank you, Michaela. We love you. So much. So, so much. <laughs> There's so many things you could say about her, but she's shaking her head. So I won't. No. But. Okay. How do we keep this feeling going? You tell me. Can I chime in on this? Make more. You guys are really good together. Podcast? <clears throat> Michaela, can we bring you into the conversation of what we should name it? Because we have to sort of... You've mentioned the word groovy several times in the conversation. I just... I feel like... Can I just say... Because this could be edited out, obviously. Um, Not until we each get to keep the original. Yeah, of course. Because really amazing. I can't hear myself. You can or you cannot. It's just... That's right. Keep going. Okay. Two... The two of you talking on topics... And then every once in a while, bringing in a third person. It's spectacular. It's fucking spectacular. But this is her thing. No. This was the no, sounding no, no, no. board for you to be able to talk a, to She someone. wanted a co-host, a dude. Why get a dude? You were just told that you... Sh- perspective. No. Why do we need that? No, but look, this is, I think, Mikhail, right? Isn't this part of the creative process? Mm-hmm. I... All I wanted to do was be able to tell stories. Like when I think about every time I talk to friends or family about the stories that are going on, like a lot of times people will say to me, like, that's a great story. You should write a book. Yes. You know, a lot of them are funny dating stories. We can get to that another time. But a lot of it is you don't even believe it when you're talking about it. Right. So I don't see why it can't be this format. What I like about what I like about the two of you is you continue like you balance each other out so much. A lot, like the way that you lead each other. It's re- listen back. We're just talking. We're just talking. I know. <laughs> but this is probably this is this is how we normally talk. Okay. But I think that's the chemistry mm-hmm. because we are such good friends, mm-hmm. yeah. and we do have a basis. Like we do have. We yeah. talked about how you missed how we met. And we we talked about masala, and we talked about yeah. the community, and we talked about you, right? So there is a storyline that culminates into. The same thing everyone else is sort of trying to figure out is what do we do next? Yeah. So we don't have all the answers, right? But a lot of what we talk about off the mic (laughs) is, you know, how do we live our best life? But how fun would it be for you guys to have these conversations and then bring in people that you like love and admire or have wanted to meet and wanted to sit down and talk to? Mm. Like, how cool would that be? We have to do it right away. Yeah. Use this. I say, I want you guys to... Get back to New York and listen to this. It's, it's really spectacular. That's why I'm just sitting here listening. Listen to this and make it your first episode of like, this is us starting this out. And then maybe I actually let's record this right now. What do you want? What do you think you want conversations to continue to look like with the two of you? Because this is how we talk. This is how you guys talk. This isn't something that I have considered, so I don't even have... No, but what do you feel right now doing this with Preeti? This is so fun. <laughs> it seems so natural. Well, yeah. But you know what but it fun. is? It's, it is really ha- what we spend our time talking about. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, we do recount like details. And I'm, I'll certainly be like, Didi, you know, and this person said this to me. And then he did that. Like, there are, we definitely have that. But it ultimately always ends up into like okay forget that what are we going to do to live and it's usually like how do we get that feeling we had like it's like how do we get how do we get the bali effect (laughs) 
That's the name of the, that's the name of the podcast.